Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. I thank you for your people, my Lord God, who are listening and watching, Father God. I pray, O oh Lord, that you be you and not us, Father, that your word, my Lord God, will, will just feed them this morning, Father. You know what they need. You know what they need to hear, Father. And I thank you in advance what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do in every one of their lives, Father. For we ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. And my lovely Sandra is reading this morning. Good morning. I am reading out of the NIV version, Genesis 20, starting with verse 1. Now Abraham moved on from there into the region of Negev and lived between Kadesh and Shur. For a while he stayed in Gerar, and there Abraham said of his wife, Sarah, she is my sister. Uh, um, then Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for Sarah and took her. But God came to Abimelech in a dream one night and said to him, you are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken. She is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not gone near her. So he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And didn't she also say he is my brother? I have done this with a clear conscience and clean hands. Then God said to him in the dream, yes, I know you did this with a clear conscience. And so I have kept you from sinning against me. That is why I did not let you touch her. Now return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you will live. But if you do not return her, you may be sure that you and all yours will die. Early the next morning, Abimelech summoned all his officials, and when he told them all what had happened, they were very much afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham in and said, what have you done to us? How have I wronged you that you brought me such great guilt upon me and my kingdom? You have done things to me that should not be done. And, and Abimelech said to Abraham, what is your reason for doing this? Abraham replied, I said to myself, there is surely no fear of God in this place and they will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she really is my sister, the daughter of my father, though not of my mother, and she became my wife. And when God had me wander from my father's household, I said to her, this is how you can show your love for me. Everywhere we go, say of me, he is my brother. Then Abimelech brought sheep and cattle and male and female slaves and gave them to Abraham. And he returned Sarah to him, excuse me, his wife to him. And Abimelech said, my land is before you, live wherever you like. To Sarah, he said, I'm giving your brother a thousand shekels of silver. This is to cover the offense against you before 
all who are with you, you are completely vindicated. Then Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech, his wife and his slave girls so they could have children again. For the Lord has closed up every womb in Abimelech's household because of Abraham's wife, Sarah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sandra. Thank you. Amen. Wow. What a word of the Lord. You know, to, to begin this particular uh, chapter, you know, you have to, who was Abimelech? Abimelech was a, a name that's just a generic name given to all the Philistine kings in the Hebrew Bible. So, um, so here we see again in verse one, you see we, Abraham, he journeyed, you know, he journeyed south. So he was, he most likely, he, that's when he left Sodom and Gomorrah, that area. He probably was moving his family away from all the devastation that took place. And, uh, and as he's leaving, you know, in, in verse two, you know, uh, it says there that, um, that uh, Abraham said to his wife, she is my sister. And it says there that Abimelech, the king of Gerard, uh, 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 you know, took her. So uh, Abraham did this before. This is nothing new. You know, back in Genesis 12, uh, 11 and 12, he did this when he entered Egypt, you know, because of the famine, you know, and, and even in when Abraham did the wrong thing, God had mercy on him and he had mercy on his wife. And he's also going to have mercy on Abimelech, the king. You know, it says in verse three, but God came to Abimelech, the king in a dream at night and said to him, indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman that you have taken, for she is a man's wife. She is a man's wife. So what Abimelech did, he took Sarah, you know, and he, as a king, he had that right, you know, and, and he took her into, into his home, into his home, you know, because of what already has been said about already what, what Abraham and Sarah have said, you know, and, and he said, and it says there in, um, in verse four, but Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, would you slay us? So you slay this whole nation. Will you kill all of us? You know, and that takes me back when Abraham, you know, was praying over Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, if there are so many righteous people, if there are so many, will you destroy them all? So here we see a king, Abimelech, saying, saying, you know, hey, will you kill all the innocents? All the innocent ones here? You know, you know, because you know, he was defending himself. He was caught in a in a situation that was not that was not pleasing. And in verse five, it says, Did he not say, defending himself, she is my sister? So he's defending himself. He's only going by what he heard, what, what was said. Even she herself. So Sarah herself said it, he is my brother, you know, in the integrity of my heart and in the innocence of my hand, I have done this. So in other words, he was saying, I did this with integrity. You know, what I did taking Sarah was because of what they said, you know, of what I heard. So here he's having a discussion. And again, and, and, and it's wonderful that we have a, such a merciful God that he will even have discussion with those that have wronged us, with those that have done something to us. But, he said, but he's having this discussion. And here the Lord says, in verse 6, he said, God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you, what you did 
was in integrity of your heart. So even God recognized that. Even God recognized that. But he said, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Look at that. God withheld him from sinning against God. God was having mercy on Abimelech. He was having mercy on him. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Wow. I did not let you touch her. Even the Lord protects us when we do wrong. When we do wrong. How wonderful it is that we serve a God who loves us so much that even when someone says or does something that could hurt us, he makes a way to keep us safe and pure before him. God always makes a way. Always makes a way. That's why we don't need to fear. That's why we don't need to fear what's ahead. Because God is always making a way. He always wants to protect us. He always wants to keep us safe. It says in Psalms 91.11, For he has given his angels charge over you. They will keep you in all your ways. The Lord is always looking after his people. He's always looking after us, even when we do wrong. Even when we do wrong. Just like Abraham. You know, he lied. You know, it was a half truth, okay? It was a half truth. It was halfway there, you know, but he still did wrong because he was using a half truth for a complete truth and not the true truth. It says, uh, it says in verse seven, now therefore, the Lord says, restore the man's wife, for he shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die in all of you. So the Lord has given him a, a choice. He's given him, restore, give her back, you know, give her back, you know, and, and, and Abraham, right here, he says, he says that, therefore, restore his wife, for he is a prophet, right there in, in verse 7, you know, and this is like the first time in the Old Testament that the Lord calls anyone a prophet, that he is a prophet of the Lord. You know, it says now Abraham was in a situation that he was going to have to pray for the man that he was afraid of because he was afraid when he entered and he was afraid of King Abimelech, you know, because of, he, he, he said, they're not going to fear God, you know, but because of his action, Abimelech right now is being judged by God because of his action. And it says in verse 8, so Abimelech rose early in the morning. He called all his servants and told them all that he has heard from the Lord. And everyone was afraid. Everyone was afraid because judgment was coming. Judgment was coming. And Abimelech in verse 9 says, here, he called Abraham and said to him, what have you done to us? Come on. Why, are you, why did you do this to us? Have we, have, have I offended you? The king is telling him, did I do something wrong? You know, that you have brought this upon my kingdom? You know, and, and Abimelech said to Abraham, what did you have in view? What, in other words, what was you thinking of? What was you thinking of when you did this? That you have brought judgment to my kingdom. Judgment into my kingdom. Fear will keep us from doing the right thing. 
fear will keep us from doing the right thing. Because Abraham, this is not the first go around for Abraham with this situation. It happened before, you know? So he's going by an old habit. He's relying upon his own self to make a way when God already has given him a way. So in other words, even the most powerful man, one of the most powerful men, Abraham, the father of faith, we see that there's flaws. But in other words, it also shows us that we serve a merciful God, that even when we mess up, even when we mess up, he's having mercy on us. And he's having mercy upon those that we affect, those that are around us, that perhaps because of what I did, because of what I said, they're being hurt. God is having mercy. That is the, the you know, that, that I look at that and I say like, wow. Wow. That sounds like grace to me. That God is giving me grace and is giving those around me grace as, as we go along in life. And if I mess up, God still has his hand extended to us. And it says in verse 11, and Abraham said, because I thought, again, this is, because I thought, surely the fear of God is not in this place. And they will kill me because of Sarah. In other words, because I thought, sometimes we got to stop thinking. Sometimes we think too much. Sometimes we think too much that we add so much and then fear comes in. We start rationalizing everything and looking at everything and saying, oh my, oh my, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, God already made a way. Sometimes there's nothing that you can do but just trust in God. Wait on God. Hold on to the Lord. Hold on to those promises and stop making decisions that you shouldn't be making because that's what Abraham did. Because God already told him, I will be with you. I will keep you. But here we find Abraham thinking because of what I thought. But what I thought. But I love it how the Lord always gives us his word. And we could use his word and we can look upon ourselves and say, hey, man, I, I'm like that guy. I'm like that guy. You know, that he didn't have it all together all the time. But look at how God works and look how God have mercy. You know, like I said earlier, Abraham will be called the father of faith. But here we see that Abraham dealt with fear, dealt with fear, you know, and, 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 and it's sad when we, when we read this, it's sad because this affected his son that's to come. Isaac in Genesis 26, 6, you know, Abraham's son does the same thing that his father did. He disobeyed, okay, because of fear. And he, and he had his wife say that she was his sister also. So fathers, come on, man. That's the, you know, that we're in that place right now. We have to lead by example. Our children are looking at us. What, what are we saying? How, what are we doing? How do we condone ourselves? How do we act around people? You know, now when we put a happy face in front of people, but how do we act? all the time we are showing a reflection of who christ is in us we're a reflection of who he is and we as men we have to lead by example and if you are a single parent women that are hearing me right now is the same thing with you 
you are an example of Christ. What are we elevating to our children? What are we showing to our children? Because here we see that Isaac, Abraham's son, did the same thing as his father because he learned by seeing. He learned by what has happened, you know? So we have to be really, really careful. It says in verse 12, he says, but indeed, she is truly my sister. He, he's, Abraham defending himself. She is the daughter of my father, but not of my mother. And she became my wife. So, you know, half true, you know what I mean? But he was using it for something else because of fear, you know? And he goes into 13 and he says, and when it came to pass, he says there, when God calls me to wander from my father's house, that I said to her, you know, tell everyone that you are my sister. But, you know, I read this and I'm thinking about it. And I said, look what he says. When God calls me to wander from my father's house. For me, he's putting the blame on God. You know, because if God wouldn't have called me to wander out of my father's house, I wouldn't have to call my wife my sister because I had fear. Because God calls me to wander. You know, so I looked at that and I said, like, wow, here is the man of faith. But we're learning more about him as we read the word. And we're seeing that he went through stuff. Are we going through stuff this morning? Are we, do we have some type of fear, you know, about a certain situation in our lives? Let's learn from Abraham. Let's learn that, you know, that if God says that he is with us, then he is with us. And we need not fear. We need not fear. You know, it goes right back, you know, to the promise that the Lord gave him. Because back in Genesis uh, 12, verses 2 and 3, it says, to he, the Lord told Abraham, I will make you a great nation. That's what the Lord is telling him. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Wow. That's what God told Abraham. You shall be a blessing. You shall be a blessing. You will be a great nation. And verse 3 says, I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those that curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. What a promise he gave Abraham. What a promise he gave him. I will be with you. I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse If God has told us this, shouldn't that be enough to keep us going, to trust in God? that he didn't have to use her as his sister because even though she was a beautiful woman, if God's going to bless me and God's going to bless all the families on the, of the world because of me, that means I'm going to live for a while. The stuff that I got to do, the stuff that I got to accomplish. So therefore, is my faith going to be on God and his word or is it going to be upon me and what I'm thinking and what I'm fearing? You know, so Abraham made a decision. And it says in verse, in verse, and in, in, so Abraham says, because, you know, God caused me to wonder. I told her to say this. And he did. And in verse 14, it says, and Abimelech took sheep, oxen, and male, female servants, and gave them to Abraham and restored Sarah, his wife. The king restored Sarah to Abraham. And he even went further that he gave him servants, sheep, and oxen. You know, and in verse 15, Abimelech said, my land is before you. Dwell where you please. So he was showing him favor. You know, he listened to the word of the Lord. 
He listened when he had that, that word come to him in a dream that God said, you know, restore. So he restored, but he went further. He went further. He blessed them. He blessed them. And he goes into 16. He says, and then Sarah said to at the she and excuse me. And then to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother. That's what Abimelech said. I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all. And with you and before everyone, you know. So in other words, he's saying, you have done nothing wrong. You have done nothing wrong. He's saying, you know, I am sorry for what I did. Pretty much that's what Abimelech was doing. I am sorry what I, what I have did, but you have done no wrong. So in other words, he was restoring her beyond, beyond where she came from, beyond what she had, you know. So he was bringing honor to her. He was bringing honor to Abraham. So he went on and beyond. How beautiful the word of the Lord is that, that God is in control and that God is making a way and that God has everything under control. And again, my brothers and my sisters, even when we mess up, God is being merciful to us. But not only to us, to those around us that perhaps because by my mess up, I have heard them, but God is being merciful. God is being merciful. And again, and that sounds like a lot of grace because grace is in the New Testament, you know, for we, well, for we live by grace, by grace in Jesus Christ. For God was showing us this back in the Old Testament, back in the day. He was making a way back then. Why? Because of his love for us, his love for us. And look, and it goes into 17. It says, so Abraham prayed to God. And God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servants. Then they bore children. You know, because he writes it here in 18. He says, for the Lord had closed all the wounds of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah. In other words, God has caused no women to have children. Why? Because of what has happened to Sarah. You know, Sarah was going to bore a son, Isaac. You know, and Abraham was going to be the father of a great nation. But because, you know, they walked in fear and they found themselves in this predicament, the Lord stepped in and the Lord caused no one to have children. Why? Because of what happened. But it wasn't until, it wasn't until Abimelech, you know, restore her. And then he gave on and beyond a blessing back to Abraham. You know, and he gave them all this stuff and he restored Sarah that now the punishment that was going to be upon them was lifted and they were able to have children again. And that you see the hand of the Lord, how merciful he is, how merciful he is that he will make a way no matter what, even when we mess up. So this is a chapter of, of God's mercy, of God's grace, how wonderful he is that he always has our back, even just like Abraham, when we mess up. Because Abraham thought that they had no fear. So who was he thinking about? He was thinking about himself. He forgot who he was. And the Lord is telling us, 
Even when we forget who we are in him, he's still merciful. Even when we forget how much he loves us, he's still merciful. Even when we mess up, he's still merciful. Even when we have everything all upside down, going in all different direction, God is still merciful. And just like he was merciful to Abram back then, how much more today that we live under grace? How much more today because of the sacrifice that Jesus Christ did that God looks after us? Because we read that he gives his angels charge over you. He's protecting us. He is guiding us. He is helping us. He is making a way, you know, for us. And we need to focus on him and not what's around us. We can get lost in what's happening around us. We can have all kinds of fear being, being coming up around us, you know, but we can live by what we see. We have to live by faith. And if we live by faith, there's nothing impossible for us. If we live by faith, all things are possible for them that believe, you know. So again, my brothers and my sisters, you know, this was, you know, not a large, large uh, chapter, but, you know, but it speaks about how God deals with us and how that God deal with the man of the, uh, of the Bible and how even the, the father of faith have messed up. So when you mess up, I raise my hand first. When we mess up, we have one that is keeping us. We have one that is faithful. We have one that even if we have no bad intentions and we mess up, he's still right there and he makes a way and he protects us and he helps us, but he also helps those that are affected by my action. So therefore, if God is having mercy on me, having mercy on those around me, wow, what an awesome God that we serve. What a merciful God that I don't have to be so wound up about everything that is going on, but that I can have peace that surpasses understanding. The peace that the Lord Jesus Christ gives. He says, my peace is not the peace of the world. My peace is supernatural peace that can help us, guide us, instruct us, and deliver us even when we mess up. So again, I'm going to leave you with this. If God before us, who can come against us? If God is before us, my brothers and my sisters, who can come against us but no one? So we need not fear. We need not fear. And if he comes around us, you know what we have to do? We just got to turn to the Lord and say, Father, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me in my unbelief. Come on now. We got to be real. We got to be real because sometimes we go through stuff. Sometimes we feel all these crazy feelings all over us and we can become overwhelmed, you know, but we need to refocus and we need to trust in the Lord. And we're going to say, Lord, here I am. Here we are. Here I am, Father. Help me in this situation and then pray about that situation and leave it in God's hand. And he's doing it. He's doing a wonderful thing for you and for me. He's in control. So the best is yet to come, my brothers and sisters. Let's keep our focus. Let's keep our focus on the Lord that we serve a merciful God. There's nothing, and I'm going to end with this. There's nothing that you have done that God cannot forgive. Come on. He's a merciful God. He is a, a, a forgiving God. And all we got to do is say, Jesus, here I am. Forgive me, and you move on. 
forgive me because it's done. Once you say, Lord, forgive me, it is done. So thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for all my brothers and sisters who are watching right now and later on. Father, I'm going to pray right now. Father, I just thank you for that. I thank you for all those that are, that are right now, Father, on and later on. Father, I pray, O oh Lord, that you would just bless them, that you would keep them, that you would just strengthen them. Father, I declare blessings upon them. Father God, make a way. Father, if there's sickness, Father, I pray for healing and I pray for restoration, Father. I pray for the pain to, uh, to receive, Father God, that pain to leave them, Father God. I pray for clear vision, Father God, and that the ears that can hear your voice, my Lord God. I pray, Father God, that you will make a way, Father, because your word says, Father, that you will make a way in the desert, Father. You will make a way for us, Father God, if, if we don't know where which way to turn, Father. All we need to do is trust you, rely on you, turn to you, and you take it from there, Father. So I thank you for what you're doing for them. I thank you that you're making a way, and I thank you, Father God, what you're going to continue to do in their homes and their families, Father God, in their marriages, Father. I thank you, Father God, because you are so good. You are so kind, and you love us so much, Father. And I pray this over them, Father, in Jesus' precious name, amen and amen.